Hi, everyone, and welcome to the USAID Leads podcast. Today, we're going to discuss USAID's initiative to assist persecuted communities in Iraq. Let's jump right in with Administrator Green and Congressman Wolf to hear about USAID's commitment to help create the conditions for Christians, Yazidis, and other minority communities to safely return to their homes in northern Iraq. Administrator Green, Congressman Wolf, thank you so much for joining us. Both of you recently returned from northern Iraq, where you met with local civil and religious minority leaders, as well as with vulnerable communities who suffered under ISIS. What could you tell us about the trip? Well, first off, it was uh, a, a trip that taught me a great deal about the challenges that uh, religious and ethnic uh, communities in northern Iraq face. You know, I, obviously we've all read stories, we've all uh, heard stories about what they face, but I think until you actually see it and actually look in the eyes of those who have been left behind, I think it's hard to fathom uh, just the pain and suffering that uh, they have faced and uh, the challenges that they still face in terms of being able to return home and, and rebuild their lives and recover. Congressman Wolf, any initial thoughts about the trip? Well, it was a good trip. I appreciate the administrator taking the trip, and I appreciate very much the administration's position on helping these people. At the outset, we have to remember all the people we talked to were victims of genocide. That's a very powerful word. I mean, it was coined by Raphael Lemkin at the UN in, in 1948. I think when we left the meeting with the Yazidis, I think everyone in their own way had a tear and cry. And I know there was one person that was weeping un uncontrolled, but these people have all been victims of, and I think it was very powerful for the, for the administrator and the vice president's office to be out there and to see and to hear. From what both of you are saying, it's very clear that the United States has a commitment to helping communities in northern Iraq. Was there anything specific that either of you saw that demonstrates this commitment? What were your key takeaways from this trip? Well, first off, I think the fact that we were there is a sign of the commitment. Uh, we were designated a White House mission. We were asked by the vice president to go and uh, we had full support of the mission and we were able to get to places that um, you know under normal circumstances one couldn't have approached as we did. I think secondly a sign of the commitment is really going to be in, in the weeks and months ahead. So we have already mobilized uh, support to these communities and have done so after the last five or six months. But we need to do more. Clearly the work is just beginning. There's a, a ton that needs to be done but also, I, I, you know, one of my takeaways is that while we need to help financially with financial assistance, it's just letting them know that we care. It's just reaching out and looking them in the eye and saying, look, the, uh, America's here. We care. This is important to us. And we're here to comfort and to try to help. So I think that was, was enormously important. But uh, as, as Frank just said, it, genocide is a term that, I think it's thrown around too easily in some ways. This truly was genocide. These people were almost wiped out and they were targeted because of their faith and their ethnic background. I'm like Frank, I, you know, as I looked in the eyes of that Yazidi mother who couldn't tell you where some of her family members are, some of her relatives are, when we see people who have lost, particularly who have lost wives and sisters and daughters, it's, it, it's unbelievable. I can't fathom the suffering that they must, must feel. 
So we wanted to let them know that we care, we're there, and, and we'll continue to be. What's very important to all of us, was very important to the Vice President, this is not a one-off. This is not simply a, a, a trip to say that we've done something. It is, I won't say the beginning, because I think we have been trying to do some things, but we're early on. There's a lot of work to be done. Congressman Wolf, anything specific, any programs that you saw that really imprinted on you that the U.S. has a commitment to helping these people of northern Iraq? Well, yes, and I agree with Administrator Green. Uh, for the Vice President's staff and for the Administrator to actually go and be there, uh, they were in a number of places where really the American Embassy hadn't really been. There were a couple of times where the Ambassador uh, said, you know, I haven't been here, and they were, they were there. I think you're seeing different programs that they're being taken advantage of. I think the more we can do to help the Yazidis, there are 3,000 Yazidi women and girls that have not been returned. Uh, the one Yazidi woman passed out eight different photos of her members of her family. With that AID, I don't think there would be a lot of hope. But lastly, I think it was helpful where the administrator pulled together all of the various groups. You had uh, a fellow named Asher with the Assyrian Aid, you had Samaritan's Purse, you had, you had UNDP, you had all of them together, and to see them working together, and as one fellow, I think it was the fellow from uh, Samaritan's Purse said, we all, meaning them, do different things very, very well, and if we come together. so. I think that was the important takeaway. Without this effort, I think you would see, frankly, the end of Christianity and the cradle of Christendom. I mean, more biblical activity took place there than any other country other than Israel. And so I think what the administrator and, and the vice president's office is doing is really offering hope and substantive things that literally will save them and allow them to stay because they don't necessarily want to go to other places. They want to stay there. They love their country. So being there with them and then being available to so when they have different programs for the administrator, taking different things, I, 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 I think it's a game changer. I think it will. I am more encouraged having been on the trip uh, than I was before I went. Something that, that Frank just mentioned I think is really important. I think for a lot of Americans, the Middle East is a blur, right? It's just one big area of the world. Uh, Northern Iraq is very special, uh, and Iraq is very special the pluralism, the diversity of faiths that is the mosaic that was uh, Iraq is unique in the world. It's a very special place and it is worth supporting. Uh, we talk a lot about stabilization. We talk a lot about countries recovering from the ravages of war. If Iraq is going to be the country it can be, it has to maintain this pluralism. This diversity of faith is terrifically important and to their credit we heard that from the Prime Minister and we heard that from the Prime Minister of the Kurdish territory of Kurdistan but also Iraq itself so I think they recognize that they have something special here that we all need to sort of hold in our hands and, and support and cradle because once it goes it doesn't come back as Frank said if Christianity is snuffed out from northern Iraq it's never coming back ever you, you can't re-sow it so it is worth investing uh, our time, our resources, our compassion in this. And if I could follow up, I think what the administrator said is so accurate. There's a saying in the Middle East, first the Saudi people, then the Sunni people. The Jewish community in 1950, there were 150,000 Jewish people there. When I was there in, uh, a year ago, I asked how many are left. They said four elderly men. So what took place to the Jewish community 
will be taking place to the Christian community and the Yazidi community and the Shabbat community. So the administrator said, if you lose it now, you'll never get it back. Congressman Wolf, as Christians, Yazidis, and other minority communities return home, what are some of the challenges that you see them facing? And in your opinion, how is USAID doing to help? Well, I think USAID is doing a good job. And it's a, it's a fast start because I really don't want to criticize previous administration, but I think you're now seeing a focus that you haven't really quite quite seen seen before. I think the number one issue, knowing what I believe that AID and many other groups will do, I think the number one issue will be security. Because as you rebuild the home, as you get the power grid up, as you get the water treatment system, you want to make sure that there is a secure environment. Secondly, uh, by having a strong community, uh, I think you can negate ISIS being reestablished. I think the number one issue as you aid assist is what will you do with regard to the security? You know, the uh, Department of Defense uh, talks about the importance of stabilization. Really what they're talking about is ensuring that there is no void or vacuum for extremists to, to fill. And unless we help to restore the vibrancy of these communities, which is physical security, also some economic security, health security, you have uh, lots of young mothers who do not have access to the kind of care that they need to have, prenatal, postnatal care, you're really uh, leaving open ground for the bad guys to refill. And that would undermine uh, all the terrific work that's been done by our men, our brothers and sisters in uniform who've done fabulous work and, and have chased ISIS away on the battlefield. If we're not careful, uh, it could come undone unless we move in, in this way. So there is very much security self-interest uh, at stake here as well. But clearly USAID has a role now that one security situation is at a certain point to, as you say, be yeah, coming in. USAID has an important role. I mean, this is important to us and is something that we're dedicated to. It's also important to our, our partners. And Frank made reference to Samaritan's Perch, Knights of Columbus. There, I was really impressed with the civil society leaders and the NGO leaders that I saw there. You know, I, I've seen a lot in, in my career uh, I'm not sure I've ever come across a group more dedicated, working under more trying conditions uh, than these individuals are. And I was impressed with what I heard. They said the right things. They came to us talking about the role that they can play and the role that we can play. And that was very encouraging to me. There, there are dedicated people. And, you know, honestly, they're putting their lives on the line. It, you know, this is not an entirely secure part of the world. So they were very impressive to me as well. Administrator Green, Vice President Pence promised to break down barriers to provide persecuted religious communities with the help they need to rebuild their lives and restore hope. How is USAID working to fulfill that promise? Well, I think in some of the ways that we've just been discussing, security is the number one concern. Uh, we heard that over and over again everywhere we went. So uh, providing uh, security in the form of police, of security that communities can support and believe in and identify with, I, I think is terrifically important. Uh, providing uh, ec uh, the economic means of survival. Uh, so this is a part of the world in which agriculture is very important, obviously. 
certainly we can work on such things as food security and water security. I think it's also breaking down the barriers as they look to have access to the markets of places like Mosul and access to education, higher education in Mosul. I think it's tackling some of those barriers. I think it's also uh, helping on the family health security side. Again, uh, if you're a young mother, Yazidi mother, how are you going to get access to the basic care that you need to have uh, safe birth and, and, and healthy, vibrant uh, families? And so that's all work that we know how to do. It's work that we've done in so many places in the world, and it's work that we need to do here. And I think it's work that we need to do uh, out of an abundance of compassion. These are people that have not only suffered in the material ways, but they have uh, been the targets of what can only be described as, as evil. I mean, people who seek to destroy them, to destroy their way of life, to destroy in their spirit. And that we have to keep in mind as we work as well. And I know uh, the good men and women of USAID uh, are up to the challenge. So um, there's a long road ahead. We have a lot of work to do. But uh, it's a mission that we believe in. It's a mission that's important. Administrator Green, Congressman Wolf, you think the work that USAID could do could help restore some of the hope that the vice president has pledged to restore to that region? I do. And I think what the, the vice president's speech and the commitment of the vice president, the commitment of Administrator Green, and having watched, and also Ambassador Brown, Brown but having watched, I think this will make all the difference in the world. And once you find that security piece, uh, uh, without it, there'll be no hope. I've now met with the vice president three times on the topic. This is important to the vice president. This is important to the president. Therefore, it is important to all of us. He's right. So uh, we will find ways to restore hope. And uh, it, the fact that it's such a high priority for this administration, quite frankly, gives me hope because it, it tells me that we'll have the support we need to get this job done. What are the next steps, Administrator Green? Uh, there are lots of them. So uh, in some ways, I think what Ambassador Brownback, Sam Brownback, who's our ambassador at large for religious freedom, uh, the religious freedom ministerial that is coming up is in some ways the next step because I think it helps to once again reinforce our focus on the importance of religious liberty. And uh, I know that he will talk about uh, our travels in northern Iraq. I know I will talk about it. So I think in some ways that's, that's one of the steps we need to take. But we're already working uh, throughout the administration to look for ways to begin to address the security needs and, and to make sure that we mobilize uh, the resources. It's also really important that we work with groups that are respected and trusted in these communities. Uh, you know, they, they have to, we have to have partners to work through that understand the suffering that these poor communities have gone through. And so making sure that we do that is also in some ways the most important work that we're doing in the coming weeks. It ultimately comes down to helping the people, doesn't it? Oh, sure. It, it is about helping people. This is the mission that, that obviously uh, we all sign up for when we come to USAID. But I think it, it has a special significance here because this really does touch upon uh, those things um, that are core to our humanity. And so I think, it yes, um, you know, this is important everywhere in the world, but for all the reasons you, you've just heard, I think there is a special significance here.
Congressman Wolf, anything else to add before we close? I appreciate what the administration is doing, what the administrator is doing, and what the vice president's office and Ambassador Brownback. It was encouraging. I wish, frankly, all the American people could have kind of seen the meeting, listen, listen to the people. But no, I, I completely agree, and I'm very grateful. Administrator Green, any last thoughts? I've learned a lot from this mission, and now we have to put the lessons to work. Sounds like it was a good trip, all in all. I thought it was a very good trip. Same. Thank you. To all our listeners out there, thank you for joining us. And be sure to follow hashtag USAID on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This episode and others are available in the App Store. Just search for USAID Leads. Until next time.